you will never ever have your utopia I will see to it that hell comes to earth while I rescue my own you will know then that I am the Lord God and I am stronger than any of you surprise will occur to those who are not my children are witnesses under the world system sent the phantom objects toward Earth and interrupt the flow of the sun and upset the markets and upset them because deep down they all know they have rejected my offering and slain my lambs. Therefore, prepare for vengeance. I just don't understand why that's not on the on just on the radio, right? Um, yeah, greetings, the name of the Most High. I, I've um, if I sounded a little out of it, <clears throat> it's because the drugs made me into a zombie, and I'm you know I've, I, I I through brute strength and and iron will. I was able to to re- retain some cognition to be able to do a Zeph report, but as I listened to my voice on the little videos I did or whatever when, when we got home, I um, realized I sound like either you know, I'm completely drugged out or drunk or something, and, and at that particular point, I was not, but I have been, uh, you know, drugged out on... Uh, a couple of really nasty drugs, and, and, and in fact, three different drugs. And one really made me into a zombie, and that was some kind of, I don't know what it was, some kind of, some kind of, that wasn't a laxative, it was something that just, uh, you know, would force you to have a bowel movement every day, but what came with it was just the f- total fatigue. And then, so I threw that out the window. Now, that was from Dr. Son. That was another thing. And then the, uh, the, the, the urologist guy gave me, you know, Flomax, which um, that, that made it so I couldn't walk. I literally couldn't walk. Couldn't drive. I couldn't drive. Then um, right, I had another, I had a whole, uh, you know, uh, nine or ten days of Cipro, with that, and then the test that they did even earlier than the, than the antibiotic ran out 
found that I had no infection, no urinary tract infection, no bladder infection, no infection. And, and you know, and it, I still was had to stay on the thing. And um, I also felt that they caused uh, kidney pain, and my kidneys were already, you know, needing to recover. I mean, in, in serious trouble. And um, I don't know. I just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out you know, this, uh, you know, journey of, of healing, I, I, I guess these people are useful for, you know, for, um, but they're all slaves of big pharma is the problem, you know? And so they're going to just prescribe these drugs. And, you know, some some can help, you know, like there's nothing wrong with aspirin. There's nothing wrong with an antibiotic when it's used, you know, properly and, you know, things can be used properly and that's good. Yeah, but there's very few really good, um, I mean, I had one good doctor, and the others were just pretty much the corporate, just what you'd kind of expect, shallow, glib, arrogant, uh, know-it-all, you know, don't listen to the patient. And um, so, you know, and at the same time, uh, you know, one wonders, uh, you know, after a cure, and I know God's the author of cures, and I've but I also know that whatever I've been through, whatever I've done, has all been God's will. See what I mean? And then, so the, then you get glimpses. When you view your own death uh, and where my blood pressure was and my, you know, because my, my, my uh, urinary tract had backed up to the kidneys and all that, and so they were, you know, that amped my blood pressure and then the kidney function had gotten really low because of that. So I was looking at, um, you know, just the verge of, you know, like hospitalization and, you know, emergency and ICU and death and, I mean, just right at that death's door. And uh, quite, I mean, it's really very eye-opening. And then sitting in the waiting room, it's kind of like sitting on death row. You know, you see all these people, especially these old people, have maybe another couple weeks to live, maybe a month. And they're all in there, you know, trying to survive, <clears throat> you know, doing anything they can to hold on to that last few precious moments of life, you know. And, um, uh, yeah, you know, so I'm, you know, still on the search for, you know, help. But I found some help uh, in um, that has, uh, that we're going we're gonna, to, you know, do an alternative thing. Um, you know, for uh, that treats like the whole body, you know, and um, I mean, it's really, you know, a journey. And uh, I feel that you need to, you know, use what you can. Like, if you break your leg, you know, you have to, you know, probably go to the ER and they have to set the leg, you know. You're not going to go to your, um, you know, your shaman practitioner who's trying to get the good vibes going. You know what I mean? And, and, and cooking up some herbal teas and stuff, you know, when you have a broken leg, right? Not, not that I'm saying going to a shaman, but, you know, your prayer warrior, your prophetic healer, you know, whatever. So I'm going down that road of prophetic healing and, uh, and God healing. Number, you know, numero uno, God first, number one, you know, just... Um, but I also know that no matter what decision I make, what I've come into consciousness about, and that's why I'm sharing this journey with you, is that um, the um, wherever we have wound up and whatever we've gone through, 
I realized, and even the, the things that I consider to be mistakes that I've made, where I feel like I was a mistake, I need to listen to God more. And that, that I've learned that that thought that so many of us have, oh, shoot, am I really listening to God? God wouldn't lead me into this quagmire, would he? And, you know, things like that, you know. And, or was this it? Was this the end from the beginning? Is this what I'm supposed to be? You know, my affairs are not even in order. I'm just dying a mess, you know. So, um, uh, what I learned, and especially in, because I've been semi-conscious, I've been very conscious of other worlds because of the, the drugs and the combination of drugs uh, that uh, they put me on. Now, no, nothing pleasant. No, no, no euphoria here. No bed of roses, as they say. No pleasure cruise. But I've been aware of other worlds. And um, other things, you know, besides this. And this is a good thing because uh, there's a lot more besides, you know, this little narrow thing we're in. It's very narrow. Very narrow thinking we're in. You know, this like patriots versus the deep state and all that kind of shit. That's really, that's not even life. That's just like a sliver of reality. You know what I mean? Just not, not even, it's kind of, it, it, it alludes to a bigger a spiritual battle within us all, sure, but I mean, it's a very narrow um, uh, path of, not a narrow path meaning righteousness for Jesus, but a, a narrow uh, path of uh, thinking, you know, and it, it took these drugs and this being very uncomfortable and very frightened and very fucked up to, ver- to really see all this other stuff. And uh, one of the insights that I have gleaned, and I hope that to impart this to you, and I hope to impart it to the public. The public is really impetuous. The patriot community is impetuous. I'm sorry, I just I've, they're, they're very eager, and I appreciate that and all, you know. But this idea we're going to win. What, what do we win? We're going to win. We're going to win. What's that? You know. And some of you know what I'm talking about. So anyway, bottom line. Um, so I'm, you know, beating myself up for the choice, you know, feeling really depressed and like I, the choices I've made have led me into an early grave and I'm sorry and, you know, I screwed everything up. And then I realized that um, that was all false. That everywhere I wound up and everything that's happened and everything that uh, ended up being my life and everything, every decision that was made and every, every place that I have been has been God's will. There has never been a time you know, where I, where, um, I was, um, uh, you know, on my own and not listening to God. Never. And you know why that is? Because God is sovereign over me. There has never been one thing that's happened in this whole last, you know, 15 years, let's say, that things that I get upset about, you know, that, that oh, well, you got to turn back. You got to repent. Turn back to God. You got to start. You're not listening to God. You're not listening enough. Turns out I was listening perfectly. Turns out nothing happened that was any surprise to God whatsoever. In fact, many times I was going to go one way and going to go another way and going to go another way. The way was blocked, and it was and I was without unknown unbeknownst to me, you know, steered the other way or steered this way, and I didn't even know it. God worked so subtly, I didn't even know that half the time I'm beating myself up for something I decided, it didn't turn out the way I decided it would turn out. It was interrupted. 
or changed or altered somewhat. And so nothing. Now, it's perfectly fine to just go God, 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 all day. That's fine. You know, God all day, all day, all day. Not me, you, 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 not me, you. No me, no me, no me, no me, no me, no me, no self, no self, no self, no self, no me, no me, no me, no me. But that would be a sinner. And then a rebeller, a mocker of God who would go, no, me, no, me, no, me, no, me. You, but not me. You, not me. You know, like the churches. It's, you know, I'm second. I'm, you know, the cliche, I'm second. Here, here are some tracks. Hey, hey, I'm second. What an arrogant thing to say, I'm second. What a complete uh, load of hubris. It's just virtue signaling, you know, on, on, the, on the God side of things. I'm, it's almost like saying I'm humble. I'm, hey, I'm, I'm humble. Thank God God kept me humble. What do you do when you see people say things, things like that? Thank God I, God humbled me. Well, you can say God broke me. God wants us to be humble. Wants us to understand that, you know, he's the power. Wants us to understand that we're never alone. We belong to him. But a lot of times we feel lost. We feel separate from God. We feel distant from God. We feel that, you know, we, 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 you know, we, we wonder, you know, what God's plan is. So the whole thing that I went through and, you know, people were, you know, thinking I'd have an instant healing and I'd be bouncing around at the... The Frightmare Convention, which, you know, turned out to be actually uh, the way that I handled it pretty darn good because God was in it the whole way. And you see, when we doubt and when we blame ourselves and when we blame others, we become God. But even that is God's will for people that have trouble with arrogance, controller issues, that God is going to break them into a billion pieces by letting them have just what they want. And that will be the teacher. You know what I mean? When we have, uh, you know, we want, the, like, you know, a great example would be the elections coming up. You know, we want this, we want that. We want this, we want that. We want this, we want that. Oh, God, please give it. We put you first place, God, oh, please give it to us. And then we have another, uh, we have another result. Well, that other result is God's will. God always has, the, so you don't have to worry or beat yourself up because when you get another uh, result other than the one you wanted, that's God's will. But do we accept it? No. We start blaming ourselves. Oh, something's wrong with us. We need to repent because that couldn't be God's will because God is, you know, guarantee we, we would be in first place. But him in first, we're in first. And that's not the way it works. The way it works is this. And I will tell you from having survived this little journey so far, what the result you get is God's will. Either handle it or don't, but that is God's will. The interpretation of God's will, that's another thing. Most of us are incapable of interpreting God's will and what it means. You know, in other words, what does it mean that we have this result? 
what does it mean that they, the IRS jumped on me? I, I'm, I follow God. Why am I not happening? Well, it's happening because Jesus said you'll be persecuted. You know, unfairly. They'll bear, bear false witness. And when that happens, please rejoice. Do I see that? No, I don't see that in America at all. I don't see, I just see arrogance. And when you have an arrogant nation like this one, it's going to be slapped down. And that's where the prophetic comes in. It's going to, it has not been slapped down yet. You know, there's going to be this fake time of like fake prosperity where things look pretty good before the lights go out. And, um, you know, there's not going to be a perpetual, you know, just like the, the, my, my, my very prophetic song I did in, in 2011, They Believe Hell is Heaven. Um, the song states, first the hells must come, then heaven. Not first the utopia, heaven comes, prosperity comes, it's all groovy, and then we just kind of lollygag off with God. That's not going to happen. So those of you waiting around for that... All I can tell you is this, grow the fuck up. You know, and to me too. Grow the fuck up, Zeph. All right? Because uh, it's going to get a lot hairier than this, and we, we can't just be, you know, sort of Pollyanna, you know, naive and walking into these storms and wondering what did we do wrong. We, that, that has got to go. Whenever you say, what did I do wrong... You are a narcissist. Whenever I say, uh, when something happens with somebody, I go, oh, I'm sorry, I, I didn't, you know, is it? No, you had nothing to do with it. You know, I stumbled. I got sick. You had nothing to do with it, but by inserting yourself in it, you become an arrogant narcissist. And I, I don't know how many times I've... I mean, I know it used to be with me. I mean, I'm the worst at this. It used to be with me. If somebody stubbed their toe down the hall uh, or something happened or someone punched somebody, uh, you know what I mean? I would take... I would, uh, I would be the one that apologized for it. No, I'm serious. That's how bad... And how do you get like that? Well, it's our mothers. Our mother... If you have a crazy-ass, multiple-personality... Satan-loving, Satan-worshipping, murdering, you know, mother that would murder her own children, uh, then you probably will have this syndrome of trying to take credit for everything bad that happens. Let's call it the Jesus Christ syndrome. It's still a delusion. It's still mental illness. It's still not reality. So I don't know, you know, I mean, I'm saying it because it's, I'm trying to get all the insights that I have today out there, you know, just, um, you know, try it sometime. You get a result that's not what you want and not what you were, you know, God, why did you lead me to pray for that if this was going to be the result? Because of something you can't fathom in your tiny little pea brain, that's what. And, you know, those of you who need to hear this, you need to hear this. You need to listen. Because you don't control the universe. And I'll tell you something, those who feel that they do or they control their own destiny or something else, we don't. God does. And, um, and because I know that, 
I'm in a, I have a great deal of peace right now. Peace that I didn't have before the ordeal. Why is that? Because every expectation I had had gone south. Everything I thought God was leading me to do had failed. Everything that I, I felt that I was getting in prayer turned out to be, um, you know, uh, 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 farcical. Everything that I thought that uh, was reality um, turned out not to be. Everything I thought was wrong, so therefore don't think. No, I have to keep thinking. It's how do I react to that idea? And is that really the right perception? Well, half, half right here. No, it's not the right perception that I tried something and then it failed. I'm the one that says it failed, not God. I asked God to override my stupid decisions. And then when he overrides my stupid decisions, I complain. I didn't get what I want. This is hitting home with somebody, a few people, a few of you. You get, you, you know, right? We, but we have to be strong to be the leaders of our families and try to, you know, to be, uh, you know, uh, uh, cognizant and strong and, and make good decisions because if you make a lot of bad decisions, they're going to consider you mentally ill and they're going to, they're going to, you know, if you're elderly, they're going to just, you know, try to lock you away in a old folks' home where you can't have any decisions whatsoever. But those who wind up in that situation, that's going to be God's will too. I mean, God is not, you know, the God of, you know, of uh, Disneyland, okay? He's not the God of, of uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, the, the Cracker Jack uh, uh, toy. <laughs> He's not the God of you know, all your dreams are going to come true. All his dreams come true. All your dreams. Maybe glimpses of other, other realities where things came true, they didn't come true, they kind of did, and they did. They failed, they succeeded. I have dreams where I failed, and know I succeed. I've got situations where when I failed, it really was a success. But it took me a long time because of my arrogance and pride to, uh, to acknowledge that it was a success on God's side, even if I wound up with egg on my face. And more than a few people have felt, because of the way things have gone out there in the world, they feel lost. It's because all you keep praying for this thing to end and it doesn't end, so you feel lost. Well, God's will has been done. Your will hasn't. Your will is not God's will. My thoughts are above your thoughts and my ways are above your ways. You're not going to ever outthink me. You are never ever going to outsmart me in any way. You're never ever going to make better decisions. You're never going to lead this thing uh, with perfect love and justice. And and even if it's, it's, believe it or not, the world is just every step of the way, only we can't see it. What we consider to be pain has to be injustice. And then the worst state of mind you can get in. And I'm only talking to myself here. Funny how many people are relating to it, but here's the other thing. All the things you see going down, you know, the, 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 the morals, the mores, the, you know, the, the manners, language, uh, the Bible being outlawed now, you know, they've started that process, which 
We predicted that for 30 years, man. Um, now you see these things coming to pass now. And and uh, people are, you know, in general, deciding they're going to fight back. And um, by, uh, I don't know, you know, by peaceful means, by not using guns. And, um, you know, by boycotting or, you know, the Bud Light thing or whatever, you know, calling the, figuring the trans thing is just another, you know, government ruse, UN ruse, globalist ruse to, to, to depopulate and to, you know, it's all worked because the uh, America has had uh, a, a, a non-replacement birth rate, so we're not replacing ourselves in America. I like the so, word you came up with the other day, transgender. Right, the transgender, in other words, transgender, the transgender, that's my new word. You guys adopt it, you should use it, transgender. The transgender is the communist agenda. The transgender is the global, basically the Satanist agenda. That's what it is. And all of them are Satanists. And um, um, if you're not a Satanist, you can't get in the club anyway. I mean, you could dress up and drag all day long and they will not accept you unless you join them spiritually, which is Satanism. Communism is Satanism. Straight up. And communism would not exist without Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the opposer of communism. Communism exists, raison d'etre, the reason communism even exists at all is because of Jesus, period. And if you doubt that, you look at the, uh, the approach that uh, these people have, it's all focused, is it Mohammed? Is he out there now being talked about? No. Krishna, he's being talked about? No. Buddha, he's being talked about? Confucius, Lao Tzu, any of them. Madame Blavatsky, Manly P. Hall, you know, Joseph Campbell, um, you know, are, are Eddie, you know, you know uh, Marina Abramovich, and, you know, Bill Gates. Are any of these people being talked about? No. Only one man and one God and one thing. And one, I, I shouldn't even say man, because God, of course, is no man, not a human. Uh, the only thing that they care about, the only reason they even exist, is because of Jesus Christ. Every satanic uh, ritual that's set up in this country, every Baphomet uh, pose, every, every symbol, every single thing is aimed at Jesus Christ. And nowhere else. That is the way you prove what's real. If Jesus was not God, none of that would exist. And that exists in Asia, in China, that exists in Vietnam, that exists in India, that exists in Africa, that exists in South America, that exists in everywhere on the planet. Everywhere is Jesus. And just when I thought Jesus was buried, the next thing you know, we have this sort of faux revival of Calvary Chapel type people. And, uh, you know, and, 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 and God's using that because that name is just not disappearing because if you take Jesus away, you take communism away. If you take Jesus away, you take the, you know, there's always been, they go, well, there's always been trans people. Well, not 40% of the high schools in trans. That's never been that. That's new. And what is trans? Dressing up, uh, a, a man really dressing up as a woman, that's nothing new. 
In fact, nothing I see is new. All of that is part of the rebellion against God, against the Bible, God, you know, you know, traditional values, whatever. I'm watching it. I see. I'm not stupid. I see what it is. I see the whole point, which is God. I see the point of these people, which is God. I see these people would never exist without God. Dylan Mulvaney would never have his Bud Light moment without God, because that's the whole thing that motivates Dylan Mulvaney is God. There's nothing they do that is not motivated by God. Do you realize that, folks? There is nothing they do that is not guided by God. Everything they do is God's will for them. Marching them toward a, um, you know, uh, an ultimate, you know, defeat, but a defeat by their own hand, not by God's hand, by their own refusal to, um, you know, to admit the truth, which is, it's not about them. And they wanted very much to be about them. And that's the entire battle. That's Harari. That's WEF. UN, that's, 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 uh, you know, that's everybody. That's the whole world. It's only, it's only focused on one thing, Jesus Christ. That's the only thing they think about all day long. Now, it gets extrapolated into, oh, patriots, oh, white men, which means, white men means traditional Renaissance European values. That's what they mean by that. If you can, but because Americans are so stupid, they can't translate anymore like I just did. I know it's hard. I look at these doctors. I'm going, you guys, did you lose IQ point? How could you end up so stupid? So non-communicative. So isolated in your little in your little specialty. And it's because of uh, Big Pharma runs their lives. And then I see other pictures of these doctors with their Ferraris and their, you know, they're vintage, you know, uh, Rolex. Well, my, my Rolex is pretty vintage by now. It's old. Not as old as mine. It's old. Yeah, well, these are like relics of the 80s. That's People have bought those in the 80s. But anyway, they have their, uh, let's say, Patek, Patek Philippe or their, or their uh, you know, their uh, uh, Cartier or whatever, you know, watches and their, and their exotic... Um, you know, what are they like? The Lambos, the Lambo, uh, you know, Aventure or whatever, uh, uh, exotic cars. And, uh, and then they pull into their doctor practices and they go up and, you know, they do their, their thing and they have all these little, you know, little interns like these little young people, you know, young girls following them around <laughs> like, like they're rock stars. It's just, uh, you know, all about them, you know, and uh, patients are just an inconvenience. Son, no, no, not 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 our good doctor there, but uh, he's a very rare exception. He's a Christian. Yeah, no, I actually actually in Houston, I got a diagnosis of uh, what I thought was a hiatal hernia, and it ended up being a um, esophageal I- issue, and uh, that was actually uh, the um, endoscopy seen, looked at, acknowledged, and resolved. You know, and it's resolved. I have to have a I do have to have a drug treatment, and um, so, but yeah, right. I've had it since 1997, and um, you know we'll see. 
they, they have done studies, though, where they had a milk drip on people. They had this the same thing. And uh, the best you can do is manage it. The thing that you don't want is you don't want um, acid to be hitting it because then that, that can go to, you know, that, 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 that disfigures and hurts it and goes to cancer. It, it looks really ugly. It looks like an open wound. Trish is commenting on my... Uh, it's been an open wound. It's been an open wound since 1997. Yeah. I have an open wound right here, yeah. right in my heart, bullseye. Not in your heart. It's right here. In your esophagus. It's right here in my my diaphragm, right here. Um, you know, but that's you know that's like getting shot in World War II. The war I'm in is you know. Is, is, is hard because you don't know when, you know, you, you assume everyone's the enemy and um, every once in a while somebody surprises you, but you realize that you got to walk this thing alone and you realize that your friends are not your, you know, always going to be your friends because they're subject to the same forces out there and they can misperceive you and cause a, 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 a problem. So those of us in this battle, it's like around every corner, there's something coming at us. And, of course, the price is, the cost is death. Now let's talk about death. The cost is death, okay? And um, that's what they're trying to do is kill you. And that's what they've been trying to do to me the, the whole time. And um, this, this, this thing that, that happened was a result of being poisoned. Uh, and I, I walked into the trap, and, uh, and it got me. I remember the night, it, it, uh, the wound opened up, and it never closed again. And they say that, um, and this was a long time ago, but what they say about it is that you shouldn't live as long as I've lived. So, so that right there is, um, the idea was to have, to create a natural problem that would eventually kill you if untreated, which it's, which it would do. Anyway, so we had that and we had, um, we had, uh, we learned a lot of things, but then I'm now dealing with the, uh, you know, the UTI tract and I'm dealing with the, the, you know, the bladder and the, you know, prostate and kidneys and, um, that's called the uh, urinary tract. And, um, you know, that's where the, uh, where the problem is. But if I look at it like World War II, I, 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 it's not that bad. I mean, you know, if you get shot, like in the stomach, that can go through your bladder, that can go through your stomach, that can go through your intestines. I mean, you know what I mean? And then you try to heal up and you have scar tissue and issues. And so I don't feel so bad when you look at it that way, that the wounds are, um, the wounds that I have, all the wounds I have are, um, are inflicted by, you know, Satan, you know, just try to stop me, you know, especially 1997, I believe that was just a prelude to the Zeph report. In other words, to knock me out at that point so I wouldn't be able to do the Zeph report. Why, why is the Zeph report, you know, why is that important? Um, it's only important if I tell the truth. If I tell the truth that God wants told out there, if I talk about the gospel, I talk about Jesus being the only way, and I just, like I did today, I proved exactly why you can do it yourself and prove it backwards, that Jesus is the whole point of the entire world. And you would be right. And there's no philosopher on earth who could argue with you. Because when you look at everything that's, that's, that, that, it, that Jesus 
was about, and even the brief ministry on earth where, where God appears as a man, the word made flesh, okay? The whole point is to, to um, let people know that there is hope, that there is not just forgiveness, but that, that there is a path to a home world, a home world that is the opposite of this world, a home world where there is true peace and there is rest and there is love and there is joy and there is, and there is um, you know, all those things. But in order to get there, we have to give up all the hope in this world. And so, you know, we hope in the Lord, but if the, see, the message I guess I have is this. If we hope in the, in the Lord, we should be able to accept the results. And we pray for things we like, you know, please let us not fail or please help us, whatever. But what happens is when people pray things and then they fail or then their health gets, like mine, got worse after prayer. Um, it, it really appears that way. But if you look at it from today backwards, everything that happened has advanced my health. But if you were an early, early looking on early, you'd say, wow, I was just pray and pray and pray, and it's still, you know, what, what does God want here? And the answer is God just wants people to pray. You know, pray whatever's on your heart to pray. What's honest, I mean, not, nobody made a mistake. God's will has been done. Why can't we just, you know, go with that, the truth, rather than putting our own spin on it? And, well, anyway, I'm going with that, and I'll tell you why. And so, therefore, I'm not very interesting on the radio now, because I'm not going to get into this big, you know what the enemy's doing today? They're getting ready to, to nuke us, or they're getting ready to, to make every child bow down to Satan in the classroom. That not only are they having orgies with four-year-olds, they're making them bow down to Satan. They're making them uh, into sex slaves for Baphomet. Did you know that? They're killing them for adrenochrome. They're eating them, and they want more babies. They're desecrating life wherever it is. Did you know that? They're putting fluoride in the water. They're putting... Uh, glyphosates in, in all manner of medicines. They're, they're trying to kill you. And really, when you look at the medicines, half of every medicine has side effects, right? So on the one hand, the medicine you're taking is healing you, right? On the other hand, it's killing you at the same time. Like I looked at Cipro, okay? So it's, it's hurting the kidneys where I have, I have to heal the kidneys, but it's helping them at the same time. Uh, same thing with, um, what's it called? Uh, um, uh, the Flomax, which I forget the name of it. It's like some, you know, it's, it's a, for prostate, you know, to increase your flow of urine for men with prostate issues, which is about three quarters of all men. Okay, so men with prostate issues to keep peeing. And if you don't have a normal flow, here's the problem. You're retaining urine. And a lot of times that's your pot belly, okay? And you don't even know it. You're like a time bomb. And that's that's why we need these awful <laughs> these awful urologists because you know, you might have to get that drained and getting it drained is not a pleasant thing.
but it, it, it can save your life. So on the one hand, they're killing you, and on the other hand, they're letting you live, but they're saying, you know, but don't live too high in the hog because we need, now that we've got you, here's the other thing. Now that I've got you in captivity, I'm, you know, you're a cash cow, baby. You know, you're more than just milk. You're, 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 you know, filet mignon. <laughs> so, <coughs> so what I'm saying is, um, you know, it's always been that way and it's always going to be that way. And what we have to do is we got to bring an A game and stop with this, you know, small ball, right? There's no room for small ball now. We got to go big ball, okay? And big ball is like, is really, the only way you can do big ball is really in the spirit, you know, where you get beyond it, beyond this, and even beyond desire. You know, the desire is just, you know, for the Lord. And people do achieve this. I know people that pray, pray the rosary all the time, Catholics. And they get a lot of they get a lot out of that because they say that takes their mind completely off the world and just puts it on God and they just have this God thing going and they may not even know what the news is. But um the okay, and I'll just say it. Because the news on both sides has been repetitive every day, I get, I am so tired of it. I am so tired. I've been away from the news dealing with my own, you know, whether I'm going to be here or not, right? And if I'm not, you know, I'm coming back as a warring angel and I'm going to take care of business. So you comic book writers better write me up because I'm coming back with vengeance. You will never get rid of me. (laughs) Ever. You can kill me a hundred times and I will be back in your face with a blade in your heart. All right? And I mean business. And you should worry about that. Because if God's backing me up, and I say bold words like that, and God backs me up, there's nowhere for you to run, nowhere for you to hide. Even the devil. Nowhere for the, the only place the devil can hide is in the pit. And even that is just mythological imagery. Evil is what's necessary to make the world um, what it, what you see today. This little program we're in, and this program we're in, we're stuck in this program. This is, um, you know, God's way of dealing with us is like a rescue operation. You know, and he does rescue his own. I mean, you see, people think in terms of rapture, there are people coming and going and in and out of dimensions and this and that and things that you don't even know how many things have happened to you. But I see with me, I see so many other worlds. Well, I saw all the people in the waiting room, you know, as dead already. And I saw I saw beyond that world, beyond the cars and beyond the buildings and beyond everything. And there are scenes going on we exist in other dimensions at once we're in other places doing other things and we go back and forth you know without knowing it you know like when you dream something really real and it's like no that really is happening and then you're back over here and then you're over there then you're over there so the real reality isn't basically the patriots versus the satanist you know the white men 
um, or, you know, uh, which is a ruse, which is they're, you know, using racism to cause civil war and division uh, for these stupid punks, these dumb, idiot, ignorant punks who do not deserve to inherit a kingdom. They don't deserve to be president. They don't deserve to run the world. They don't deserve, based on their lack of education, their their immaturity, their childishness, and their stupidity, they should not have a voice at the UN because they're all like that. They're all pedantic at best. A real leader, Abraham, Moses, David, these people don't hold a candle, even Solomon, before he lost the kingdom. And Solomon went on all these journeys and Pythagoras and he had uh, all these secret things. And No, he did not. He got caught up in witchcraft. Not that Nothing Solomon did leads to anything. As the Freemasons, as my grandfather told me and any Freemason who is a high-level Mason, will tell you. The big secret of Freemasonry is there is no secret. The big secret in Zen Buddhism is no Zen. The big secret in world philosophy is no philosophy. Nothing confabulated by man describes anything that's going on here. Nothing. Zero. And why is that? Because we only get a glimpse We don't see the whole thing. And none of our measuring instruments or anything else or AI, AI is dumb, is dumb shit, is dumb ball, dumb world, dumb, stupid world. AI is stupid. Elon Musk is an idiot. His name is Tin Can Man because that's all he can think about, flying around in tin cans. That's that's as far as his evolutionary spiral will go. And he's stupid. They're all dumb. You know why they're dumb? Because they put their mind on things like that. Like, if I could just get to Mars, this would be a, then I'd accomplish my goal. Why is that, you know? Meanwhile, he shows up in a Baphomet costume. I can't think of anything more stupid than that. I, I, I just can't think, I mean, that's the dumbest shit I ever heard in my life. Why, and, and people bow down, oh, he's a real pioneer, says Xi Jinping. Yeah, a pioneer in what? I, I was a pioneer in storing up urine in my bladder. So does that make me what? A urine master? I'm like the, 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 the urine the, the urine king. Yeah. So Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm trying to try, trying to tame my frustration. Um Okay, so the world that you're in, this binary world, okay, of, funny that name comes in to describe the world. The world's binary that we live in. And it's, um, and linear. And based on artifices like time and space, which are laughable at best. Uh... The only way to get people to look outside this situation. No, well, there is no way. They're not going to. What the people are going to do is they're going to be like the, the dumb, uh, you know, lemmings off the cliff into the water, like the, the possessed pigs 
into the drink uh, when Jesus uh, cast the demons out of the, uh, uh, you know, out of, uh, lead, you know, basically legion into the pigs. Um, that's humanity. And, but it's not all humanity. There will be a good number that do wake up. And it's not waking up. If you think waking up is looking at the news and Alex Jones, you're out of your fucking mind. You're completely programmed. You're like a, like a doll. You're a wind-up doll. You know, just like, okay, yeah, I got more supplements. Oh, yeah. yeah. One versus the other. Yeah, win. We, we're going to win. We're going to beat these globalists. Yeah. Yeah, team spirit. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're right there. You are um, basically dead. Right? Because that, that, that whole struggle is death. It's dead meaning you're not aware of life beyond that. You're stuck in that configuration. If we can just all band together, we can overthrow this thing. Like our forefathers did. King George. The biggest threat in the world is the white supremacist, Biden says. It's white supremacy. White supremacy is the biggest threat to the homeland that there is. If you're white, you don't need to apply for a loan. We're not giving you one. Now that's clown world. And what? Look, they actually put they actually applaud Biden when he says that. Hundreds of millions of people think that Biden makes sense. They think that all, all of it is normal. I mean, what, what are you going to do? Well, what it's calling us to do is look out, look beyond the situation. In other words, you don't have to, I mean, pursue your endeavors, things that make you happy, your art, your whatever you're doing, you know, it's fine. As I say, put God first and try to be inspired by the Lord when you do things, you know, like Michelangelo. And... Um, you know, that's lovely, you know? There's nothing wrong with writing books. It says, well, writing lots of books is a vanity. Well, it, it can be if all you do is look at books. But, I mean, if you write books because you're inspired by the Lord, or, you know, you're inspired to, to do something, then by all means. It's when you have expectations. For example, if you want to, anything you want to do in the arts, you will be rejected because of the fact that you're not in a club, you know? And it's it's... You know, and even the people in the club, even they're getting the short short end of the stick these days. So that's that's the reality. That doesn't mean you have to not create. Go ahead and create. Do what you can do. You know, the world's better off with your creations. Uh, as Paul said, don't just sit there waiting for the end. Just because you now you see through it. You know, I think he's talking to people that have their focus so much on Jesus they don't even see the world anymore. But still, that's not good enough either, because we're here to, you know, uh, you know to, to, to be instruments of God, not to be, um, we're not here on vacation, you know, we're not here uh, in retirement. So, you know, that's my rant, you know, and, and um, every criticism I've made, my, I am uh, only, only made it because I myself am the most guilty of all. And um, especially of being, you know, the, you know, having a, you know, a chip on my shoulder about being picked on in the world. And the world's always going to be the way it is.
the world's always going to pick on people that are that are different, whether you are praising Jesus or whether you're um, inventing, you know, whether you're just, you know, a maverick that does his own free thinking. Um, any way or shape or form, you're not conformed in any of all those ways. You know, the world is going to uh, persecute you because the world is stupid and people are dumb. And I could see right now, like if you started stringing up white men, you know, in the gallows, people that just grab them off the street and sacrifice them, just like Mel Gibson pointed out in uh, his great film Apocalypto. If you haven't seen that, I totally put it on your list. It's a, a must-see. But um, if, if, you know, if you don't think that's possible, it is. And the reason it's possible is because just like in the days of the Aztecs, they would grab anyone they could find to sacrifice to try to get the favor of the gods. So as Biden runs out of luck, look for him to start looking for bad things to do, for people to hurt, for terrorist activity. All the guy has up his sleeve is being a terrorist. That's all the guy can do. And work with other nations and other people that are in the same club. He's in the criminal club. He's in... Biden is written in the Bible, in Psalm, in, in Proverbs 1. That's Ben's. You hear Ben's? Ben. He's not, he's not happy with the, the breakfast today. The new food. The, the gentle giants. Oh, really? Look. Oh, Ben's. Okay, well, maybe we ought to go back. Anyway, I'm trying to put... Uh, yeah, he's, he's not... He sees we're on to it now. Uh... Okay, well, no one will ever accuse me of, you know, trying to build an empire off the Zaff report, that's for sure. There you go, buddy. But I did get my rant today, and I did get to speak freely, and I did get to expose what was on my heart. Now, about the other worlds and the, the other realities, I, I need to write about that because there's a lot of that. You know, we don't live in a linear world. We live in multiple realities simultaneously even though we may not be aware of it. And that's because that's the nature of reality anyway. Now, we're in this prison situation, being given a binary choice, you know, either Patriot or Biden or something, you know what I mean? And we go ping pong, ping pong, back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And, you know, if that's the hill you want to fight and die on, that's fine, but I think the spiritual battle goes further than that and tests our metal inside of ourselves the real battlefield for me is within myself. You know, it's my, how strong is my faith? Why did I doubt God? Why did I curse God? Why did I curse myself? Why did I blame other people? Why would I not accept God's, God's will after praying and God says no? Why didn't I accept it? All these things are things that I could be working on and improving my understanding. But instead... I'm caught up in this in the sandbox throwing around uh, sand at people. And not today, but... And today is not, a, not an exciting message. The exciting message is, in two days, they're going to shut off all the power and um, they're going to start starving people and lining them up and, and shooting all white people uh, on site rather than jailing them. You better go hide. You can listen to your underground radio. Try to save yourself. I mean, okay, so that would be, that would get a lot of views, I would think, you know? And, uh, and, and those kind of things have gotten lots of views. Yeah, and this idea that we're in a fight, 
about the globalists and it's very romantic, you know, and it's very uh, nostalgic and romantic and it's like, yeah, we're part of something of doing the right thing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that's fine. If that's honestly your calling and that's what you're going to do, then, then do it. But when you're caught up in a, in a prison that preventing you from thinking and preventing you from being and preventing you from breathing and preventing you from existing... I don't care whether you're on Satan's side or God, or so-called God's side, right? And the, the other thing, the other thing you got to watch out for is New Age magical thinking, New Age magical thinking, New Age magical thinking that comes out of, uh, you know, sometimes out of counter-revolutionary groups. In other words, the main group wants a utopia, so they want to burn everything down and have a utopia and kill everybody that d- disagrees, which is everybody on Earth. Okay, and so the... Um, so the, 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 but the other side has visions of, you know, winning and, and, you know, uh, you know, you know, conquering, uh, you know, you know, for, for Jesus and, and then, you know, great, having great, uh, lives and future than going off into the outer, you know, with these principles of the, uh, the ethers and these, uh, mystery schools and learning the secrets of the universe and going off and, and, you know, expanding into, you know, uh, like Star Trek or something. If you start getting that kind of thinking, you you have got to walk out. I mean, if you're, I mean, it's very seductive, and it's wrong. It, the main thing is it's inaccurate. All, all the you know anyone that was involved in the mystery schools and of, you know Greece and you know Pythagoras and and uh, the keys to Solomon's, uh, to, the keys of Solomon and all that stuff, they've all renounced it because they knew it was magical thinking and they never got anywhere and they're never going to get anywhere. And oh, and here's the other fantasy. There are these advanced beings out there that used to be on earth and they're out there waiting for us to evolve and join them. Okay, now you're starting to get into a little bit of Qtard, a little bit of uh, Nasera. You're starting to get into enslavement 101. God's not going to let you go there. He's not going to share the stage with some kind of like, you know, call an 800 number, you call it and they, they pay you a million dollars. It's not not going to happen. The Qtar thing, of course, was, you know, folly from the beginning. Very clever. But, you know, when they start talking about the universe and expanding into the universe and we're the antidote to the Great Reset and all that, take it with a grain of salt. You have to walk your own walk. We are not a collective. We're not doing things together. When people need money, they say all kinds of things to bring people together, make them think that you're going to be taking off in a spaceship one day and Elon's going to be a good guy and we're all going to get out of here and have this great adventure to the stars. When they start talking like that, run. You know, unless you can keep your mind from being polluted. Very important if you want to be... Being free, by the way, has a cost. And that cost is pain. It's very painful. But if the, to the extent that you can put up with pain, you also get peace, too. You know, being that you get your wits about you, you got your wits, you got your intelligence. God gave you, you got that connection with God, because you pretty much rejected all of man's follies and, and clubs and you know secret New Age packs and Masons and uh, you know secret Star Trek cults and you know this expanding it out in the universe and, you know, not letting the Satanists have it, but it's our turn to, 
you know, to grow. And that's what God wants us to do. And they're all waiting for us to join them and all that. Uh, I wish that were true, my friends. I would love someone to welcome me home. I would love not to be on this hard journey, you know, that, that you know, it's hard. Uh, well, in the material sense, I guess, as you get older and you become infirm and things like that, it's hard. But hard mentally, because if you stay out of the rut of program, you know, the ant, ant farm, the, the binary program, If they're talking about going with Jesus when you die, absent from the flesh is present with, with, with God, then by all means, hallelujah. And then they don't define what that means. They're leaving that up to you to have that. That's your relationship with God. Mine's going to be different than yours. His is going to be different than mine. Yours is going to be different than, 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 than anybody else. We're all individual. We're all going to be, God's going to deal with us in each, each of our own ways. He's not going to, you know, get a collective together and create a fascist organization that's going to take over the world and run all the businesses in the name of Jesus. They've tried that. That's what the that's what's wrong with America. The church has fell to that. Let's and it's happening in the patriot movement. Oh yeah, the patriot movement is completely tainted by people that want to, you know, pro, get rich. Get rich. And people that want to get rich are already doomed. They're already doomed to failure. Because God will not allow you to have desire for money. He'll give money to people, but if you covet it, he'll take it away. I've, I've been up and I've been down several times in my life, and the only time I end up going down is when I start worrying about it. When I was disappointed. When it wasn't, and I... I remember falling into in with shysters who 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 just <laughs> cleaned my clock with a con job, and um, I actually wrote a script about it a long time ago. I should probably try to find that script. Which one? It's called Letter of Credit. Oh yeah, we have it. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I got taken to the cleaners, and it was all done with, through a, a Washington law firm. A law firm, people in business having, law. and yeah, and, and another guy was in another office that I call up to say, well, I'd like to know what happened to our money. I thought we were going to get start getting paid this month. And I call up and, you know, there's nobody here. You know, in other words, there's a boiler, opera, boiler room and everyone had left. And the one guy that set the boiler room, I said, you know, come on, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to get the police on you guys. You know, and the guy goes, do whatever the fuck you want to do. He starts yelling to me like a criminal. Because there was nobody there, and it's basically admitting that I had been swindled, and I, you know, and um, ah, man, oh man, the reason I got swindled is why? Because I wanted uh, a lot of money right then. You were coveting money. I was coveting money, and God slapped it down and and learned a big lesson. And I mean, this was uh, uh, this is you know about. Turn of the, I mean, turn of the century between the seventies and eighties. When you know, I was really young, it wasn't a lot of money by today's standards, but they got me, and um, and I had to 
usually I'm the kind of person that like I'm kind of irresponsible, you know. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not irresponsible. I'm not really thinking about things much about, you know. Um, I don't really think about much about opportunities or money or making money or things like that. I've had, uh, and even when I had nothing except I had coins because I had traded coins and done well with that and real estate and I did pretty well with that. But even when I did those things, um, I wasn't worrying about it. You know what I mean? I was just living my life and I was concerned with writing things. I was concerned with, uh, you know, I had other concerns. But it's very easy to be caught up in a, in a, in a, in a, you know, like a jealousy thing when you see people have, you know, more than what you have, and they have, you know, a plane, let's say, or uh, you know, some kind of exotic car or whatever, you know, and, and we have all these it, it programmed images, and you know, I think what the Lord wants to do is, if you're impressed with any of that, then you got a problem. You know what I mean? If that causes you to want to go make more money or something, or one day you'll have that. I mean, if, if that's if that's the motivation, you've got a problem because that's the love of money. There's a very fine line. You know, a lot of people, what, what Jesus was saying, it's hard for a rich man to go through the eye of a, of a needle. He also meant poor people. Poor people that would covet money, that didn't have it, that really wanted it, that would do anything to get it. And these people usually just, you know, just hit the wall and just went into hell. You know, and, and achieve nothing. Except they repented and they found the Lord again and they realized what they had done wrong. In Buddhism, the main sin of humanity is desire. Desire for things, desire for love, desire for likability. All the desires we have are what make us cling to this world. And when we cling to this world, we will not go through the... You know, people think that Jesus was preaching about poor people, uh, you know, getting a, a free pass to heaven because they're poor. Bullshit. Poor people can get struck down uh, on, on the money issue without having a dime because it all goes to desire. It all goes to that, what you desire. Because when you desire things, you narrow your focus and all you see is that that you desire, that object of desire, that precious. And when you do that, you kill yourself. So how do we stay out of the program? Well, if you're in at death's door, if you go through a thing like I went through, that helps to pry your hands off it. That that tends to put things that that tends to put things in perspective. That tends to uh, reprioritize. Um, you know, and that, uh, you know, you realize what this world is. Uh, the one word to avoid in this whole world is called W-I-N, win. People that just have to win uh, eventually will be broken of that um, delusion. Nobody wins unless everybody wins. You know what I mean? There is no winning here. There's tragedy, and there's people that have the illusion of winning. But then it's like I see people really hot and they're just, you know, really, you know, sports, movies, rock stars. And then you see them just before their deathbed, just be, right? And, and, and a lot of them are already broke. So, well, what happened? You, you know, you're a winner. I thought you were a winner. You won big. You, 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 platinum albums or Academy Award movies and, 
What happened? How could something like that happen? Because it's got nothing to do with reality. You know, that desire for that thing, that object. So you get that object and then what do you do? Well, you, the only place to go is down. You're going to crash and burn. And that, that's, that's, that, that, you know, people say, well, don't speak that over me. It's like, no, no. If you continue to sin against God, you will crash and burn. I am only speaking God's word over you. Not some opinion of, you know, I have people telling me, you know, like I'm going to be dead or, you know, there's no hope for my, for me or, you know, things like that. Now that's people speaking their own stupid mind. I don't care about that, but they shouldn't be doing that. That's right. But if you say, well, if you just go up against God, you'll, you know, if you put God out and put your desire first, you'll win. No, you won't win. You'll lose. Well, don't speak that over me. I'm not speaking it. Open the Bible. It will speak it plenty over you. Hopefully, you'll listen. You know, I mean, I'm looking at Tom Cruise right now. We're bad, right? We got to give him some company. All right, folks, I'm going to go. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little better, but, you know, probably because I went through the withdrawal off the drug. God, the withdrawal took four days, you know. And my kidney pain has lessened. And I think the drugs were causing it. And I'm just feeling, you know, I, I really do need the Lord to lead me. But if I end up um, not here for any reason, I got no regrets. I only wish blessing on all of you. And that you'll figure it out. I have not figured it out, but I realized that, at least I realized that the reason I haven't figured it out is because I've been watching a stupid contest you know, of people, and I need to be dealing with myself. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name, may you be blessed and may you be healed. Amen. Amen. Now I got to play something interesting. It's